Super Bowl 47 Radio Row, New Orleans Convention Center. Our coverage rolling right along this week. Darren McFarland here at our 1025 The Game Table. All of our coverage this week brought to you by Loti Center in Brentwood, inside Maryland Farms, and Freeland Chevy Business Elite Sales. This next voice you can hear on the game every night, Monday through Friday, following sports night. Mark Schlereth, longtime player, a guy that's no stranger to this atmosphere. And talking football, he sits down at our table. Mark, uh, thanks for stopping by. No, it's my pleasure. Good had, to be here. You having fun uh, with the radio show? Yeah, I am. I, you know, I enjoy. I've always enjoyed the radio show, and I've always been involved in in local radio. Um, I still make my home in Denver, and then you know this opportunity came up to do a national show, and it's been fun. It's been a it's been a different experience. You know, local's a little bit different. Uh, I always say the local side of things is a uh, inch wide and a mile deep, as opposed to a uh, you know a mile wide and an inch deep on the national level. But it's been fun, and I've always enjoyed. You know the storing, the storytelling aspect of of being on the radio and having a little bit more of an opportunity to explain things as opposed to, you know, doing everything in twenty second sound bites, which is the TV way of things. So the uh, the radio stuff is always fun for me. Did you think Peyton Manning was a lock to end up in Denver, or were you surprised like a lot of us? No, I was surprised. Uh, I was surprised uh, that uh, that uh, I wasn't surprised. I was just. I wasn't surprised of his success. I wasn't surprised that he stayed healthy. I was a little bit surprised that he ended up in Denver. Um, I knew that he had a relationship with Elway. I knew they were going to chase him. But there were so many other opportunities out there. I just didn't, I, I just wasn't 100% sure. But it was, uh, you know, for us in Denver, it was, it, it, it was great. As a former Denver Bronco, it was so much fun. The season was unbelievable. Obviously, it didn't end the right way. But uh, it was unbelievable to see this kind of whole thing come together. I don't know if you knew this, but the state of Tennessee had him pegged with the Titans. Right. And and I thought I thought that that was a legitimate opportunity as well. And, um, you know, you looked at it, obviously, being from the, you know, the volunteers and, and being a good Tennessee guy, um, I really thought, wow, that, that one makes sense. But uh, obviously he had a little Elway connection there that I think really uh, was, was the big selling point for the Denver Broncos. Do you think – I know you're probably biased, but do you think – because we love to rank everybody, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's just what we do in this business. So is Elway truly the best of all time? Well, you know, it's hard. That That's a hard one to say. I think Elway was certainly great. There is no question. The best of all time is, is, is you know, for me, is just a difficult proposition because there's so many guys that have been good, and it's so hard to kind of look at different eras and different generations and Johnny Unitas, you know, and then and, and the Joe Montana with the four world championships and um, certainly one of the greatest of all time, but the greatest of all time, I just don't know. I, I don't know. Is it fair how we we have to see the victories at the, at the the on the big stage? Is that fair to a player? Because it seemed like everything changed for Elway. Right. He had been there. It's like Jim Kelly. Right. Four straight years. People don't realize. You know this. Yeah. How that, that's an incredible accomplishment. Right. They lost all four, but getting there four straight years is unheard of today. Unheard of. It's so difficult. Um and, and yeah, the, the the big game wins. You know, it's always interesting to me because um, people will say that, and I always say it's people. You, know, you hear the the cliches. Hey, defense wins championships, right? Or well, I always say, well, that that was some moniker made up by some defensive coordinator, right? That uh, yeah, I mean, that that's not true. Or, or you know, offense scores. Touch. It's it's complete teams that win. Complete teams win championships. You don't have to have 
uh, you know, you don't have to have one of the best two or three quarterbacks in the league to win a world championship. You have to have a complete football team. I mean, Colin Kaepernick has, has started nine games in his career, right? And here he is at the Super Bowl. You've got to have a complete football team. Um, Joe Flacco has played like an elite quarterback over the course of the playoffs, but there were times this season where people were like, oh, this guy is not the right, he's not the answer, but he's a good quarterback. So it's just one of those things that, you know, we always evaluate, but it's the complete teams, the teams that come together at the right time. Um, those are the teams that win world championships. You went through this week many times. So how do the Ravens keep the distraction part of this week out of their locker room? I, I think they are so they are so mentally strong, and they've been through the you know the distractions, and they've got the personalities. And and uh, you know, I go back and, and reflect on my own playing career, and I'll go back to Super Bowl Thirty Two. You know, I knew the history of John Elway in the Super Bowl. And it was important for us as a football team, not only to win for us, but, you know, we knew John's history. We knew he'd won or lost three Super Bowls and, and got pummeled in three Super Bowls. And there was a real, that was a real motivating factor for us to kind of dot our I's and cross our T's, you know, really, really be focused. And I, and I see that same kind of mentality with this Baltimore Ravens football team right now. They really have just been honed. In, in this kind of whole win this one for Ray on his retirement tour, that stuff is real. And, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, I think back about it, I think back to that game, Super Bowl 32, there was never a time during the course of the game where I was going, i got to get this block for John, you know, I've got to do no, I'm doing my job. I don't think about John at that point. Now, all of a sudden, when I knew the game was fourth down and seven and, and John Mobley knocks down the pass intended for Chimura, and we know we won it, we're gonna just kneel down on the ball, then, you know, I thought about John. But I think it helps you prepare during the week. It helps you stay singularly focused on what you have to do. And it kind of galvanizes you as a group. And I think we've seen that through Baltimore and this Ravens football team over the last few weeks. Where were you at on the, the helicopter helicopter play? I always joke around that I single-handedly won Super Bowl 32 because had I not missed my block, that helicopter play on third down and six never happens. You know, <laughs> I forced my guy forced John to scramble out of the pocket, so I take a lot of uh, I, like, I take a lot of personal responsibility for that play. So that's the play that motivates us to win championships. So you can thank me, Bronco fans, if there are any there in Tennessee for winning you that Super Bowl. I'm glad you've embraced that role. Yes, yes. ESPN's Mark Schlereth here at our table. You know, in Nashville, we've got. Mike Munchak, the head coach, mm -hmm. Bruce Matthews, offensive line. Right. Did you ever think about getting into coaching? And what do you think about uh, a couple Hall of Fame offensive linemen now coaching at, at this level? I love it. I love, I love it. Yeah, I've, you know, I've done some coaching. I've had opportunities to get into the NFL and coach. Um, I've worked with you know, college players, high school players. I've worked with professional players that have you know, sought out advice and asked me how to do things. And and um, and like I said, I've had some opportunities to coach in the NFL as well. It, it just is one of those things when I retired, I want to spend time, um, you know, with my wife and my kids. And I wanted to watch my son's baseball career develop. And I just knew and respected the game too much and knew the, the time that those coaches put in. And it's not just during the season, it's year round. So um, that was just one of those situations where I was like, hmm. I would love that opportunity someday, but right now I'm not ready to make that commitment. And I just didn't want to make a commitment that I couldn't, you know, that I couldn't follow through on. So I wanted to be at all my son's high school games, at all his college games. And I would have never gotten to do that if had I been uh, 
you know, had I been a coach in the NFL. Where is he at? Where is his, what level is he at right now? He's with the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Oh, great. Yeah. So he spent four, he spent uh, his first year in the big leagues was with Arizona. And then the last three years in, in the big leagues. Um, and, you know, he's bouncing in and out of AAA a couple of times. But the last three years, the majority of the time uh, with, the, with the Tigers. Last year was kind of a bad year. He, he uh, broke camp with them. Was it? You know, in the bigs last year, but ended up hurting his shoulder in April, and pretty much spent the whole year on the DL. So, how did you handle the father, the parent part of today? As you mentioned, travel leagues. I mean, it's just it's year round. I remember growing up. I mean, you just yes, it felt like you played a lot, but I know that now looking back, you didn't play anywhere near the level they play now. Yeah, and and it's tough, and you know the, the problem is it eliminates. Sports like hockey and, and even baseball in this country have become elitist sports, so it really eliminates um, it eliminates a lot of the kids from being able to play. Because if you really want to be good and get to the next level, I mean, you got to play on these travel teams. You got to play 70, 80 games in the summer, and you got to have a family that can cart you around the country um, to play at all these tournaments. So it, it has made it more difficult. That's for sure. What do you think happens on Sunday? Who do you like? I like the Niners. I think they're a better football team. I think the the emotion and everything is real that the Baltimore Ravens have played with, but top to bottom, I think the San Francisco 49ers are a better football team. What about Kaepernick? Are you concerned at all what it's going to be like for him on Sunday? Not really. He just seems as, as cool as he could be. And, um, you know, maybe it's one of those things where you don't even realize you're young. You don't even realize the magnitude of the game you're in. Um, and I look at, you know, being down 17 nothing in the NFC Championship. I mean, your first one of your first throws in the NFC divisional game is a pick six by the Packers, and just like doesn't have a heartbeat. Whatever, you know, we'll go out there and, and win this thing. And he's been phenomenal. So I don't. I'm just not that concerned. Mark Schleyworth, thanks for stopping by the table. Enjoy the game. Thank you very much. Let me do one thing really quick, okay? Because I came here, I, I've got to I plug my visa, people. Do so, it. The floor right. is yours. The floor is all mine. We're doing a make it epic campaign on Visa right now. Hashtag on Twitter, make it epic. Um, tell us what you're doing for your Super Bowl party to make it epic. You can also use hashtag Visa, get a $50 gift card. We're going to give a bunch of those out. And um, also, uh, you can follow them on Twitter at Visa. So make it epic campaign. We're talking about uh, Super Bowl and what you're going to do. So let us know how you're going to make yours epic. That doesn't sound hard at all. No, it's going to be pretty easy. And everybody in the brother's uncle has a Twitter, right? It, it seems that way, yes. So it's all—it's the best invention in the world, and it's also at the same time the worst invention. But why did we world. come up with it? I don't. I, you know what? That's a, because I'm not smart enough to come up with it, <laughs> and neither am I. All right, Mark. Thanks for Thank doing you this so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. You can it. hear Take him care. every night here on 102.5 The Game. We appreciate Mark Slayworth for stopping by.